Everyone right to go? Very good. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to BFOP 2021, the hybrid edition. Charlie's microphone's muted again. Hey, and if you all just want to email Tom Pop just with cockwomble <coughs> in the... Um, in the subject line and nothing else. The band turned the bullshit. <laughs> Can you just enable screen sharing? Matt is way louder than the rest of us. Oh! Nick, is that what a cockwomble looks like? Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I feel so inadequate looking at you guys and all your setups with your microphones. I can't be any clearer. Follow the rules. Get on the beers. That is on direct advice from the Chief Health Officer. All right. Hello, Beefhoppers. We're here with Mark Watto-Watson and... Everyone's favourite, Nick Fletcher. How are we, gentlemen? Awesome. Yes, very good, sir. Very good. You're looking very cosy there in your North Face jacket. We just got cold up here, mate. It's dropped below 20 degrees in Sydney Town. (laughs) Below 20 (laughs) degrees, heaven forbid. So Mark Watson... Mark Watson's worked with some very large brands around the world for people that don't know Mark. Mark wasn't at last year's festival, but has been to uh, a few of the previous festivals up in Bright. But Mark's worked with uh, the likes of Nitro Circus, Red Bull, the North Face. Who else you worked with, Mark? Lots, Land Rover, Jaguar. Harley. Um, Harley Davidson. Harley Davidson. Yeah. Um, so some fairly iconic and well-known brands, huh? <laughs> a few have been. Yeah, they're out and about. There's some decent, decent sized brands and some tiny little brands as well, tiny little editorial magazines and the rest of it. Yeah, and started a out real with mix. sort of more so sports, extreme sports and stuff like that. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, back in the early early days, it was all um, mountain biking and um, and skiing and snowboarding um, and and that sort of world of extreme sports, and then probably blended that a little bit more into commercial. Really because I started working for the brands and uh, dealing with sponsors and, and the rest of it. So um, from there, it was it was this mix um, <clears throat> of um, still delivering for magazines when magazines used to exist um, and uh, and also delivering for big brands. Give us give us a little bit of a, an insight into what your workshops have been in the past at the BFOPs that we've been to up in Bright. Really a sport workshop. Um Everything from the basics of how to shoot your kids at um, the football match through to using telephoto lenses through to, you know, we stepped it up with the last one trying to sort of really push into um, high-speed photography and high-sinking flashes um, with some mountain bikers, which was super fun. Um, and half of it is is just getting out there and seeing some of these young whippersnappers and how well they can ride a bike at the bike park down at Bright. I mean, that blows your mind anyway. Um but then, yeah, then then learning different techniques to to photograph because anyone can really just sit there on their phone and press a button. But how do you step it up the next level? Uh, so we we had a good play around. Um, certainly, last festival I was at, um, and no one got hit by a bike. Um, no one came back with any broken bones. Well, that's so always we did very possible. well. No one needed a hip reconstruction. Nick. Hip hip. Uh... <laughs> Replacement. I've got yeah. to say, there's one of the one of the real upsides of going online is I don't have to try and insure Mark's workshops. <laughs> We've kept, mate. It's been your your workshops with your bloody motorbikes riding around more dangerous than mine. There's this myth that everything's you know extreme to the max. It's the same with Nikon, my my lovely friendly sponsors who. Um, they've always supported me, but they always claim that I go and bust all their gear and it comes up back in bits or drowned or whatever and it's it's not true i tell you i know my 
former assistant who became a photographer ended up breaking more gear than I do. It's all myth and lies. Don't forget information. Don't forget I've got some recordings of you telling a few stories about dropping cameras in the ocean. That's not my fault. The boat turned upside down. Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. So what are we what are we <laughs> thinking? What are you thinking for this year? I'm heading out on a uh, on a editorial shoot which is to to photograph a new motorbike. What is it? I don't know what it is. I have to think about it. Anyway, with a magazine. So it's nearly old school shooting. It's, um, but I think uh, a lot of people are always um, asking about basic techniques in sort of action and sport photography. And hopefully throughout the day of shooting this, I'm going to get a few opportunities sort of turn to camera and give you a bit of an experience of what it, is like to not only shoot these te- techniques, but shoot them on the run. Um, we'll probably be um, <clears throat> in this kind of situation. Generally, I hit the ground running. I might hit a location that I don't know, a bike that I don't know, potentially a rider that I don't know. Um, actually, no, I think I've got, I think the rider I do know. Um, and um, really how to start making something out of nothing so that you come back with uh enough images to fill the the photos on you know so, so fill the pages in the magazine in this case so who knows what will happen throughout that day but hopefully i'll get an opportunity to sort of talk through my thinking um and speak to camera and give give people a bit of a feel for how quick this stuff happens and how you have to make a call and figure out which corner you're going to shoot on, whether it's safe to do so, whether you're going to pan or whether you're going to shoot uh, <clears throat> high shutter speed, little telephoto lens. Um, and also what you can do with a small kit as well. Um, we're not going to be taking six or 800 mils. We, you know, longest lens I'll take will probably be a 70 to 200. Um, something that can be shot on anything from a small compact mirrorless setup through to a pro DSLR setup. So that'll be, that's one of the ideas. Mark, are you going to be are you going to be able to convey just quite how terrifying it is when two hours into a shoot like that and you haven't got anything in camera you're happy with? <laughs> I will try to portray it. That's never happened to me, Nick. Has that happened to you? absolutely mate absolutely that sounds sounds like it'll be that sounds like it'll be a really cool insight because you know for the i don't know for the kids out there these days whether we need to explain what a magazine is but i remember (laughs) flicking through magazines like that sporting magazines and you see some of the advertising material in the magazines and you do you wonder wow i wonder how they got that shot hmm yeah, well, I think um, it, it, some of the good skills that you learn, not only with this shoot, but it, it sort of works across the board with a whole load of other shoots is, like I say, is thinking on your feet um, and troubleshooting. Um, so, you know, can you do a tracking shot? Is it safe to do so? What lens should I use? What, you know, are you going to use flash photography? Are you going to go all natural? Is it going to be pissing down rain? What do you do when it rains the entire day beforehand and the roads are wet and you're supposed to be shooting a super fast sport bike um so you know i think that troubleshooting sort of rolls across to everything whether you you know i'd be traipsing through the arctic and how to you know how to keep your batteries warm um thinking on your feet is something that has become certainly for my job a part and parcel with 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 how i work um and so it's not uh, I don't tend to get the luxury of going out there and having a, a fully controlled environment. So 
we'll see. It could be a total failure. It could be carnage and I'll come back with nothing. Um, and then you'll just get a slideshow of all my old photos. <laughs> and then the other, you're talking about getting out to a bike park for another one? Yeah, I am. I'm hoping to be able to get up to a local bike park um, with uh, a couple of sort of um, young, super, super cool uh, mountain bikers, BMX riders. Um, it's a really cool location. And to talk through constructing an image from a vision uh, I think um, it's how I used to work a lot with my commercial work is to talk to my client about the, what, what they wanted to portray in the end. Um, and um, it's, it's probably a bit more of an advertising style. What, what is it that you want to be promoting, but in, in the action sport arena. So, you know, ideally what I'll be able to show is a vision of, of an image that I have, and then the steps it takes to, to get that, um, and that will involve everything from relationship to the athletes you're working with through to location scouting, through to working with that athlete and then developing, um, in this case, hopefully looking at um, going all the way through to using some um, pretty cool flash techniques, um, which brings its own challenge again. Um, a lot of people think of sport photography as long lens and press the button and it shoots 15 frames a second and it's happy days. But when you start to bring flash into it and you get one, one go, then recognizing that moment, working with the athlete to make sure you capture that perfect moment. And you'll get to see how many times you miss that perfect moment as well. I should <laughs> say Mark, Mark, before he did this shared an image of the sort of thing he had in mind and I'll try and describe it. It's, um, it's, is that, is that a, a dirt, dirt, ramp part a dirt park or is it concrete those ramps i couldn't see no it's all dirt it's all sculpted dirt um, um so you you've got this monstrous um ramp and you've got a the backdrop to this is this beautiful sort of orange sort of soft sunset with some puffy clouds and he's got this rider sort of uh three quarters of the way up through the frame and probably eight feet out from the top of this ramp um sort of with a bike canted over and then beautifully lit by a sumo strobe out to the left of frame somewhere and just this stunningly composed sort of really dramatic beautiful image um that i know just getting the exposure right would have been a nightmare on um and just understanding how difficult it is to get a shot like that and how long you probably took to actually get there it'll, it'll be a fabulous workshop mark i hope so yeah <laughs> it is it's, it's it's funny there's a lot of little things you don't see yeah, even in that shot you're talking about things like using LED panels to light up the landing, so that the at that, at that time of day that the landing's pitch black. So how does the how does the rider know where they're going to land, and how far can you push that before it becomes unsafe? Um, Pre-focusing. How, how do you focus on someone when you can't see them? Because when they come into a jump, um, quite often they're hidden by the earth and the terrain, and they appear in an instant. And the shot that you've got to get is a millisecond later so um <clears throat> if in the situation of the photo that you're talking about they're backlit near there's, there's not many cameras in the world that would pick up that moving silhouette and be able to focus focus on it in an instant so you know we'll get to see all the all the stuff that goes wrong probably um but hopefully we'll also find the stuff that goes right <laughs> we'll see <laughs> fingers crossed if not you just right at the end of the workshop just put up an old photo that no one will notice it's different 
I'll just put up what, what I, what I love. I love about you doing this, Mark, is it, it's for real. So people sit mm. there and see, hey, shit, every time he practices this, this shot, some poor athlete's putting his legs on the line to, to give him the chance to practice that shot. And he can't do that 40 times because you're going to hurt someone. And I just love the sort of reality of going to do those workshops with you. He's, he's got that look, which is, of course, you can ask the athlete to do it 40 times. Yeah, what? <laughs> you have to back up. <laughs> all depends well, on the it's, athlete. It's, there's so much. I mean, I start talking about it now and I get all a bit excited about it because there's so much that um, that determines such it, trying to get that shot. And, and a lot of people don't realise as well, including the athletes quite often, that some tricks really lend themselves to video. So really complex tricks, say, on a... Um, say on a, a BMX or something, um, are actually quite fluid tricks. And so what you find is they don't lend themselves to a, a still shot as they do to video. So you'll find that you work with athletes that might pull off the most complex trick and you end up having to say to them, that's the craziest trick I've ever seen, but it doesn't work for stills photography. What we need is a trick that goes in and out of a move and has one perfect moment, whereas a fluid trick that might be quite technical, but sort of rolls through a trick will never look that good at that one instant moment. That will only work when you're shooting, you know, 120 frames a second 4K. So um, there's so many little nuances that I, I find fascinating and I love it as a challenge. So hopefully we can show some of that and hopefully other people will find that fascinating. You can use this stuff on your kids. You don't need to use it on a world-class athlete. No, that's it. Yeah, kids are yeah. they're harder. It's exactly what well, it's exactly what I was about to say. You know, there'll be a lot of stuff in there that people will then be able to take to their kids' sport on the weekend, or you know, they 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 might have a kid that does you know, mountain bike riding or skateboarding things like that. There'll be a lot of stuff they'll be able to take from that and then use in their every weekend shooting with their kids. Absolutely, I think from the, the sort of the proposal I talk about, which is the editorial one, that will probably be much more um, relatable to those trying to shoot their kids at the local football match. Um, and then maybe the bike park stuff is really just a, um, a, a, a lesson in my thought process and maybe we'll challenge other people to say, oh, well, what can I do to make this a little bit better? What can I do to look at this scene and work it from a different angle or some different lighting or, um, or even just... Um, recognizing that there's one moment within um within you know in that in that case it might be a bmx trick or even within the kicking of a football what what actually looks good um so you know it'll be it's it's it's, it's a fun world to play in mm. and look with all the things that you've done in life and the brands that you've worked with you've always got some fun stories to share with people as well Oh, that's my backup, just to tell carnage stories of getting lost in the wilderness or boats flipping upside down. Well, well, I'm <laughs> I think I've excited. exhausted them all. <laughs> I missed you last year, uh, so I'm certainly excited because I've always enjoyed your workshops and your stories, Watto. Uh, tickets, Nick? Tickets are still on sale? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're going fast. They're like hot cakes. Um, so, yeah, get, get them bought. Only because the more of you who buy tickets, the more money Matt and I can throw at making this an awesome festival. So, uh, yeah, get out there and get them bought. Get more prizes and things to give away in competitions and stuff like that. Yeah, we could, or we could actually pay Mark for change. No, shh, oh, what? Shh, shh. Just, just, <laughs> I, thought, 
He's up. He's up. He's up. <laughs> yeah, where's this taking my car? <laughs> <laughs> make sure you signed up to the mailing list and make sure you're in the Facebook group as well because that's where the bulk of information gets shared about the workshops, about ticket information, about competitions, anything like that. And I have heard, I'm not sure if you know about it or not, Nick, but I have heard that there is a bit of a workshop slash competition starting before the festival. So keep your eyes out for that as well. Ooh, that is news to me and I'm organising the festival. Well, that's mm, great news. Mm, mm. I didn't think, I was talking to Matt about it before. I didn't think you knew about it from what he told me. <laughs> I hope that's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> oh, God, that's not what I think it is, is it? Can't wait to see you there, Watto. Oh. Nick, you're just going to have to wait and find out. If you've been around BFOP for a few years, you would know who Mark Watson is. If last year was your first year, then you may not have heard of Mark because he wasn't around with us last year. But Mark is at the pinnacle of sports and extreme sports photography. So if you have any interest whatsoever in action sports, extreme sports, or just sports in general, you do not want to miss Mark's workshops. The guy is phenomenal. So make sure you keep an eye on the info about that and make sure you're there for Mark's workshops. Make sure you signed up to the mailing list. Make sure you're a part of the Facebook group. And of course, make sure you've got your ticket. The weeks are running out before this year's beef up. So we hope to see you all there and we'll catch you soon.